Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Grow As You Go podcast. This is your host, Michaela Deal. And this week, we are talking about something that honestly, I'm super excited to talk about. It is extremely requested. And I sat and kind of made an outline for this. And like, it's really good. Like, not to be ridiculous, but like, it's really going to be a good one. So buckle up. And honestly, maybe take notes if you're actually wanting to, but if not, I mean, totally fine. This week, we're talking all about self-confidence and how to lean into self-confidence, how to exude self-confidence, and how to find it on days when you just do not feel like you have it at all. In this episode, I really just want to give you guys long-term success with self-confidence and ways that I've noticed in myself, I've been able to achieve it, and what has helped me in moments of feeling like I've lost myself. I will tell you at the beginning of this here that I do not have a podcast mic still. So I told you on the last episode that my mic broke. So that's cool. So I currently don't have a mic. I need to order one. I was kind of hoping that it would miraculously just start working again, but it's not. So I'm not sure what happened to that. I think I did drop it, but like I didn't expect it to break that easily. So anyways, I need to order a mic. So if it doesn't sound that good or you can hear a lot of background noise or whatever, I apologize in advance and I will hope to have a new mic maybe by next week. We'll see, but definitely soon. I just want to preface this though with the fact that I am not always my most confident self and I'm someone who at times has struggled with that in many, many ways. And I still do struggle with a number of things and that hinder my confidence. Things I've struggled with, like anxiety, low mood or depression, social anxiety, ADHD, dips in motivation, comparison, not knowing who I was, what I wanted, and overall struggling to feel my best self. I just want you to know that if you're currently in a state of mind where you feel like it is so, so hard for you to feel good about yourself, that like, I love you and I just want you to be open to this podcast and maybe you'll take something from it, but just know I've been there and I'm just here to help you get to a better place for yourself. But I share all of that because I want you all to know that these feelings and struggles that you are going through, they're very normal things, even the anxiety, even the social anxiety, the depression, like there's bouts of things that happen in your life that you can't quite explain and you might have some of them for a short period of time or some of them might stay with you for a long time and you have to figure out how to get out of those. So I just want you to know that that's normal and some people deal with them definitely more than others but it is possible to conquer or improve those struggles which I can talk about more in other episodes but today we're going to focus solely on confidence so what it is how to tap into it and just how to be confident overall even on days you're feeling not so great and you need a reminder of who you are because those days will come so it's just knowing how to handle them when they do But so I thought this was very interesting, okay? I looked up the definition of confidence, which is the feeling or belief that one can rely on someone or something, firm trust. So that was super interesting to me because I always based my own personal belief on confidence and my own definition of it, I guess, on how I view myself and how easily I'm able to feel content and comfortable with who I am, aka like feeling my best self. So... I think in general, it's pretty interesting to kind of see it that way because it's like knowing the definition kind of gives you the cheat code on how to achieve it. I just think that hearing the definition plus how I've thought about it, it says a lot. If you can't rely and trust in yourself, how are you supposed to feel good about yourself? You know, and basically when you're struggling with self-confidence, it's because you are not trusting in yourself and you're not doing the things to make yourself feel like you can trust yourself and rely on yourself. I've just never fully been able to connect the two like that, but it blew my mind because as I'm thinking of the ways to find confidence, I'm like, okay, there are always you learn to rely and trust on others also. So the definition of confidence 
or at least the first two that I'm going to tell you, keeping promises to yourself, which is one thing that we're going to go over that definitely helps you achieve confidence. If you're not keeping promises to someone in your life, you know what I mean? Or you're kind of telling them something and then you're not following through, that's unattractive and you're not going to like that. So if you're doing that to yourself, how are you going to feel good about yourself? You know what I mean? So that's one. And then the second one is basically getting to know yourself and asking questions, basically dating yourself. Um, so if you're not getting to know yourself and you're not asking questions, because that's also another way that you will get to know someone to learn that you can trust and rely on them. So if you're not taking the time to do that with yourself, but you'll take the time to do it with people, you know what I mean? To get to know them right there. We're putting ourselves on the floor and putting everybody else on a pedestal because we got to take care of ourselves before we can even try. You know what I mean? Or not even, not to say that you have to take care, like you can do both. You can, you can be taking care of yourself while also learning how to take care of others, but you got to be at least working on yourself in the midst of all that. Or how can you expect to show up for others if you are not showing up for yourself essentially? But I've personally always been a pretty confident person. Honestly, like I really, in high school, especially like I remember, I just never really struggled with that. I remember specifically having thoughts of like, wow, I'm really grateful for the natural confidence I feel like I've been given. And I remember having that thought in high school. So to give a little bit of background for that, but as I've gotten older, I've definitely gotten to know myself better. And I've definitely felt my confidence be tested in moments of struggles, life changes, and I'm still learning every single day. But it's just weird for me to think about now because back then I felt so put together. And then it's like once I was completely removed from my um, environment that I kind of found, um, what's the word, comfortability in, or the environment where I felt like I had external things that kind of helped me know who I was. Once I was taken out of that environment and put in a new place with new people and you know what I mean? Went through a breakup, lost friendships that I was really, really good friends with those people. It makes you really question who you are, what you stand for and all of that. So I definitely watched my confidence get rocked and I definitely, definitely questioned who I was. But so with all of those things, the more you're doubting yourself, you are basically not showing up confident and showing up as the best version of yourself that you can be. So let's get into the six ways that we can improve our own self-confidence. Starting with number one, keeping promises to yourself. So I just briefly mentioned that, but if you tell yourself you're going to do something and you continuously don't make it happen and do that said thing, subconsciously, this is going to affect your self-confidence because it's showing you proof that you can't trust and rely on yourself to show up for you. And I do have examples of this. At the end of the day, you teach others how to treat you. So if you're not doing certain things for yourself, Someone else might do it for you, but they're less likely to do it for you if you're not doing it for yourself, if that makes sense. So if you're not, if you're not watering your own garden, how is someone else going to water your garden? I don't even know if that makes sense, but like you teach others how to treat you. So if by you respecting yourself, that is showing others, it basically sets the standard very high. If you treat yourself in a very high manner with high respect and you take yourself seriously and you don't sleep on yourself, basically, a lot of people aren't going to sleep on you either because they're going to be like, shit, you know what I mean? So I think the more you sleep on yourself, others might possibly sleep on you too. And they might not respect you because they see that you're not quite respecting yourself in the way that you should. And that could mean talking badly about yourself or showing that you're insecure about certain things, which is all very valid, okay things to do. But my point about this is like, it's not something we want to do, but like they're very normal human things to do. But like by, let's say, portraying those traits, 
maybe especially with people that don't quite know us, that's showing them like, okay, they talk badly to themselves. Like, okay, I don't really have to be that nice to them. I can be rude. You know what I mean? Not like people that you would want in your life would treat you that way. But just an example, I think I've seen that in the past even. For you, to, you got to know your worth, basically, for others to know your worth as well. So working on how you are to yourself so that others come correct. They know how to come. Because if it makes your standards high. So if somebody comes to you with things that you, you know what I mean, don't tolerate. Like, for instance, let's say you, you're really, really good to yourself and someone comes and they're kind of shitty and they're kind of... Um, disrespectful. You're not going to put up with that, which is what we want. We don't want you to put up with disrespectful people in your life. But the whole fact of the matter is if you're disrespecting yourself, others are going to think that they can do the same thing. The wrong people are going to think that they're going to do the, the same thing, which means you're going to be attracting the wrong people into your life. And we don't have time for that. Okay, we do not. But examples that you can be breaking promises to yourself, for instance, would be saying you're going to go to the gym and you continuously don't go. Rest days and breaks, by the way, if you need it are important, but I'm talking outside of those things. So if you're like, oh, I'm going to get into fitness, like I'm going to start doing this and then nothing really is going on to make you not want to go to the gym, but you just don't want to go either one. Maybe we need to come up with a better idea or a better workout plan that gets you excited about it. But the whole point is if you're continuously setting goals and not meeting them, that's definitely going to cause you to not trust yourself and rely on yourself. Another example of this would be saying that you're going to stop eating out as much and you're going to start eating at home more, cooking, whatever. But you continue to spend money and eating out all the time. Honestly, this is kind of targeted at myself because this is something I'm currently working on. But you get the point. If you continue to set these things, you're showing yourself that your word means nothing. And other people, again, are going to see that and probably not take you as seriously, whether that's, um, whether that's career-wise you got to show up for yourself before any, like you got to show up for yourself before you can be expecting others to show up for you. Another example would be saying you're going to create a cleaning schedule to start cleaning more and you don't. Your environment also is normally a physical representation to what your mind is like. So if you are constantly living in clutter and feel like nothing's in, you know what I mean? Everything should have a place to go back to at the end of the day. That's something I learned last year because that was something that I never really quite had like a secure place for everything. But yeah, now I do that. And so once something's out of sorts or whatever, I know where it goes. It has a home. And that at the end of the day just brings me peace. Cleaning is such a thing for me. And I've gotten into cleaning this year. If you don't like doing something, right? Like let's say you don't like vacuuming. I highly suggest investing in a vacuum that you like one that you look forward to using. Like I did buy a Dyson this year. Was it expensive? Should I probably not have done that? Absolutely. But to me, creating routine and cleaning is so important and I wanted to become good at that and I wanted to better myself in that way. So I did what was necessary and I bought a $400 vacuum, okay? I don't make the rules. I don't regret it. I really don't. And so I, I recommend doing something like that. Let's say you don't like mopping. Find some sort of mopping device that gets you excited to do it or cleaning the dishes. You know what I mean? habit stack during it. So listen to podcasts or um, YouTube videos or watch TV or watch a movie, call someone, catch up with them in the midst, like make it seem like you're kind of spending your time in a different way than you are. And I do the same thing with vacuuming and mopping. I will be listening to podcasts and the whole time I'm cleaning or listening to music. So not to go on a cleaning rant, but that is just another example basically on how you can set thing. That's just another example of how you can set yourself up to fail with self-confidence. 
And the last one I'm going to give you on that is saying that you're going to start waking up early, going to bed early to maximize your days and you never get there. All of these broken promises are making it hard to trust yourself. So we just got to stop doing that this year. Okay. Me and you both, we're not doing that anymore. Really make it a priority if you want to do something to make the plan to get there, which I am going to talk about that in another bullet point also. Number two, getting to know yourself and asking yourself questions. As you would do this to get to know other people, you've got to be doing it with yourself also. So it's very important to do monthly check-ins to make sure you're on the right path with the things that you want in life so that you can feel most confident. So for instance, these are questions that I would recommend that you ask yourself. So if you want to get out a pen and you want to get out paper or you want to write this in your phone, feel free. These all just came to my head as I was coming up with this episode and what I wanted to talk about, but they're things that you should know the answers to. What makes you happy? What upsets you? What are qualities you want to have and portray in yourself? What are qualities you want in a partner? What do you want to be known for? What are your primary focuses in life right now? What's most important to you? What have you been doing recently that you feel is holding you back or no longer serving you? I think all of these are just examples of several questions that you could journal about and you should be asking yourself, even if you're not taking the time to write it down, even if you're thinking about it, I would highly recommend writing it down because it's cool for you to look back on it, especially as like the years go on or you were going through a really stressful time and now you're in a better place. It's interesting for you to look back and see what was really, really tripping you up back then. I personally have done this with the journal that I have and I was like, oh my goodness. Like it's just cool too to ask yourself these questions. And then if you ever want to ask them again in the future, it's cool to compare your answers to. But I think it's just very important for you to get to know yourself in this way. Because if you aren't asking yourself these questions, you really don't know what you want. You don't know where you want your life to go. You don't know what's important to you. And you've got to be taking the time to get to know yourself. Like I truly, truly, truly believe that. Because if you're going to take the time to get to know other people, but you don't know you... You know what I mean? You're just doing yourself a disservice and I just want to see you succeed. But like I've told you guys before in previous episodes, after I moved to Texas, I went through a very dark time period where I was completely questioning myself, my life, the things I wanted. So I had to re-get to know myself basically. What helped me with this most was taking alone time. That was huge for me because I felt like I wasn't really taking the time to do that. And that's something that really recharges me and that's where I feel most myself. And if I'm not having that alone time to kind of get my ducks in a row or like prioritize what I want and do the things to help me achieve my goals in my alone time. Like that's when I like get the most done when I'm by myself. So definitely taking alone time helped me journaling. The ones that particularly like changed my life, honestly, are we're not really strangers, um, is the brand. And there's two different ones through them that I love, 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 love. The first one that I did a year ago that I just referenced about like looking back on it and questions and stuff, it's nice because you don't have to come up with the questions yourself. It comes with a set of cards and it's called the self-reflection kit. So it comes with a journal, which is really cool because it's like a mirror on the outside. So basically like you're self-reflecting as you look on the journal, which I think is pretty cool. And it comes with a set of cards for you to have one question a day, you would pull a card. I don't know how many questions or how many cards are in that deck, to be honest, but Um, I would say maybe like 80. I don't even know, to be honest, but it was cool. I really enjoyed that. And then I started to redo it like maybe in November or something like that. And then 
We're Not Really Strangers sent me the next one I'm going to tell you about, which I think is so freaking cool. Like, I am so obsessed with it. It is an all red journal and their branding is really cool in general. You really need to check them out. I fully just have loved this brand for years. But basically, they sent me a journal and there's 365 days or there's 365 pages in this journal. So you answer one question in there a day. And I am obsessed. Okay, I'm going to go grab it quick so I can read a few to you of the specific ones. I honestly didn't purchase it, so I'm not sure what it's under on the website, but I will have both of these linked. And on the front of the journal, it says look inside. So basically, looking inside yourself, okay? And I can't recommend both of these enough. Um, the first page says say anything. So basically a little brain dump. Then one thing that is your thing. Capture a feeling on this page, write it down, draw it, take a picture that you'll insert here. Anything that will help you remember what it felt like when you come back to this page in the future. A bad habit you don't intend to break and why. Something that gave you a sense of achievement recently. A list of simple pleasures. And tomorrow my question is, something you'd like to be true one year from now. And that question's giving me chills. But basically, I have answered every question so far for that however many days or six days. So I've done six pages. I literally love that journal. Basically, I recommend journaling because it is the best way to get to know yourself. And for me, it's hard sometimes whenever, like it's hard for me to hype myself up to journal when I have to come up with the questions or to come up with what I'm gonna write about. That can be overwhelming sometimes. So these have been really, really amazing because I don't have to think about it. I just have to think about my answer to the question already asked. I also would use like a plain journal. Like I've, I went through two plain journals, I think. Um, in the time period that I mentioned, so since 2020, when I moved here, that's when I started journaling and, um, basically I would do kind of whatever I wanted in that journal. Um, I found a couple of things on TikTok. I think I would follow like some questions on there. So if you ever want anything, basically get on TikTok and look up like how to blank and you're going to find like 17 million videos, useful videos on ways to improve yourself in some way. So if you want journal prompts, look, literally look up on TikTok journal prompts and there'll be a bunch of questions for you of TikTok series of people giving them out. I did a lot of those, but also um, brain dumps. So brain dumps are literally just opening the journal and writing about whatever comes to mind. So kind of gets all the thoughts in your head on paper. So it helps to organize anything going on in your head that you're not quite able to figure out or if you're feeling upset or you're anxious or whatever, it puts it all on paper. So once it's out, once it's out there, it's real. And you're able to kind of see, holy crap, I didn't even realize that was bothering me. So totally recommend that. Also practicing gratitude. It just shows you the best parts of your life and it gives you some you time and it keeps you mindful. So I incorporate gratitude in my morning routine. So um, when I wake up, I have a five minute journal that I use from Amazon. And I just started that like maybe like this year, like the beginning of this year, like the end of last year. And I am obsessed with it. It's so, so cool. I can't recommend it enough. I'll also have that one linked in the bio of this, but basically focusing on a couple things that you're really grateful for in the beginning of the day helps you to keep your mind in a positive perspective kind of right off the bat you're you're waking up grateful and thankful for the things that you have in your life as opposed to waking up and being like I don't want to go to work you know what I mean which is so easy to do um to get in a headspace like that especially if you're struggling I highly recommend doing things in the morning to kickstart your mindset and your perspective in a good direction Praying is also something for me personally that just makes me feel really in touch with myself and gives me a sense of peace and calmness. So if that's something you're into or something you want to get into, praying is works wonders. 
which again will help you with confidence. But another thing about me, I don't know if you guys know this, is that I am a huge question gal. And when I say that, I mean like I've always loved to play 20 questions when I was younger. I've always loved playing those card games where you just get to know people through like question games. And Abby can attest to this more than anyone. I have made her play so many card games with me. Like over the past two years, I've made her play We're Not Really Strangers. I've made her play um, some other one. I even bought, like I'm so into this shit. I meant to order one for single people, like like not for a relationship, like a while back. And I accidentally got the love one. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Like this is a huge slap in my face. And I was like, Abby, you need to use this. And she she's not super into that kind of stuff, depending, but she'll do it with me. And um. I think I even ended up giving, I think I gave it to her and Alex and they didn't love it. I don't think they might've played it a couple of times, but it's definitely, I was just upset. Cause I was like, come on, I really just wanted to play that with my friends. And like, I can't play that one. Cause that's a romantic card game. Damn it. So they, I don't know. I could have just returned it. I think, I don't know. I don't even know how I ended up with the wrong one. But my point here is I have made both Shelby and Abby play card games with me. It's not only a great way to have you reflect and get to know yourself, but also get to know others too. So I highly recommend card games. I think that they're the best way, honestly, to spend quality time with people that you care about because you're just getting to know each other in a really casual, fun way. You're just answering questions and it can just be like a wine night or whatever. So I highly recommend, again, I literally don't work with We're Not Really Strangers, but like I absolutely am obsessed with them. I pretty much kind of work with them a little bit, but not on a paid basis or anything, but I highly recommend We're Not Really Strangers. They have a bunch of card games, different categories. I have their friendship one and also their regular one, which I think some of them can get a little like romantic like, so I'm not sure, but um, there's also one called Better Together. They sent me their card game last February and I really, really like that one. You can play that one with friends or, um, like couples or whatever, you can play it with like your person, but most of them you can play with friends, which I like. Number three, creating a plan for your life and your goals. So creating a plan to execute your dream life, things that you want and doing things you have to do to get yourself there will hugely help your self-confidence. If you know what you want for your life, literally no one can stop you. And this step is not easy at all. Don't get me wrong. It's challenged, but it's totally worth it. Your brain believes that you can do things based on the evidence that it's given, right? So if you're not taking the quality time with yourself to plan out what you want and have an idea of your future or things that you want to accomplish this year, your mind is not gonna believe that you can do it. Like you got to be doing the things to make your mind believe, okay, we can do this. Like we got this. By taking the time to plan, you're going to know what you need to do to get you to where you wanna go, which will only make you feel more in touch with yourself and it'll be very hard to fail and stop you. You'll pretty much be unstoppable if you know what direction your life's going in or what direction you want it to go in and the things that you got to do in order to get there. Like I know it seems hard sometimes to like sit down and plan, but by doing that, you're going to help yourself tremendously because, and it feels really good. Like when you sit down and have a really good planning session or whatever, like I just did that last night, which I'll explain here in a couple seconds, but you really are like, wow, like your mind can make you think that is going to be so hard and you're going to want to like put it off and procrastinate it. The longer you procrastinate something that you really want to do, you are self-sabotaging, my friend. Okay. You are self-sabotaging so hard and you are getting in your own way. 
and you can stand up to yourself in those moments, your mind's going to make you think that something is impossible or it's so hard when in reality, you just got to start doing it. So I would recommend in those moments when there's things that you want to do, and let's say you're not really doing anything, it, like you're, let's say you know you're self-sabotaging in that moment, like you're just scrolling on your phone and it's not really giving you any value and you know that you want to get other stuff done and you set goals to get stuff done that day. I would just say count three, two, one, I know, but like I've learned this from like a million things. I've been just educating myself for the past like two years on this stuff, but basically counting down and then on one, just get up and do it because the second that you start doing things, you, it feels so good and it feels easy and you show yourself like, oh, that's not too bad. I actually can do that. Your mind's going to make it out to be this huge thing that makes it seem so daunting and wanting to procrastinate it that you're, you might not ever get it done if you don't have enough willpower and self-discipline to push through. And that's all through creating good habits also so that you don't necessarily need motivation to get the stuff done that you want. You just have those habits to fall back on. So you're like, okay, no, even though like maybe I don't want to do this, who cares? We're doing it. You know what I mean? Unless you really need a break. You know, I always am on your side for taking a break if you need it, but there's a difference between taking a break and self-sabotaging. But again, so a planning sesh where you sit down and you really only need four things, four freaking things. You, a notebook, a pen, and coffee, some drink. I don't care what you like to drink, but I would say coffee because it hypes you up and makes you feel like you can really do anything. But basically during that session, you can focus on whatever it is that you want to focus on. It could be looking at your new year, like I need to do this still, but looking at the year as a whole and the goals that you want to hit for yourself this year, things that you want to do. It can be places you want to travel, experiences that you want to have, workout classes that you want to try, parts of yourself that you want to grow in. Let's say it's working out. Let's say it's prioritizing yourself and setting boundaries. Okay. All these things are very, very, very great things to work on. And I'm always working on them within myself as well. Each month, I think it's super important to kind of sit down and know what you want for the month and having that all written on a piece of paper, put it up in your room on with some tape. It keeps it in your eyesight so that you know what it is that you're constantly kind of reminding yourself of your goals, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. But so during the planning session, you can focus on career goals, things that you want to accomplish this year, fitness goals, mental health goals, writing things necessary for you to achieve these goals also is huge. So I've been learning a lot about this in a class that I've been taking. So I will explain, which we'll talk about in just a sec, but also whatever it is that you want in life, it's important for you to sit down and think about it and create a plan. So in moments of doubt, you can remind yourself and stay on track. Who can stop somebody with a plan? Okay, you tell me. Not many people. It would take a lot of people to stop somebody with a plan because you know what you got to do to do something and to execute it. And it would just, it would be a hard thing to do to stop someone that has like an idea of where they want, like where they want their life to go, what they want to do. So some tips for this. Um, I would recommend using a planner in some way. It can be on your phone. It can be physical. Everyone's a little bit different. I, like I explained in a couple episodes ago, I was doing pretty good before I went home for Christmas with just using my notes app and kind of making my own little planner, but I'm using a physical planner now and I'm obsessed with it. Um, also a daily to-do list is huge. I would definitely recommend that too. I'm also doing that as well. So by prioritizing both of those things where you're kind of using a planner to keep your life in track, appointments. Like if you have, if you don't have everything written down, like I honestly don't know how I've made it 25 years. Like not really like strictly using a planner because like I've been kind of losing my mind to be honest, but you got to write your stuff down. And I didn't realize until like probably a year ago, how many people actually have their lives in their Google calendars or their phone calendars. 
Like, there's so many things that you have to remember. You cannot leave it up to your brain that is doing so much every single day to remember all those things. Please write it down. So somewhere, and just know that it's going to help your mental health tremendously. It's going to help your self-confidence tremendously, and it's going to help keep you on track. But, but the planner that I love so much is by Sophia Lee. I don't know if it's still in stock or not, but... It is seriously the best thing ever. It is right in front of me right here. I cannot recommend it enough, but I know back in November, it was out of stock or something. So I'm not sure if it's in stock currently, but I will try to link that for you also. But it has everything in there. For a very long time, like a couple years, I have been trying to find the best planner. This is not an ad. I wish it was, okay? But I've been trying to find the best planner and not like there hasn't been one that's been good enough for me to stay consistent with like constantly so i'm going to tell you exactly what this one looks like whenever you open it up and get started it has a page for birthdays and it's all very aesthetically pleasing cute fonts cute colors it's like neutrals and so it says it's your birthday and then it has the months and then you there's like four slots for each month for you to write people then it has your yearly to do's for each month so it's certain things that you want to get done in january february whatever then this, this is a game changer for me. There's a page for a password tracker. Are you kidding me right now? That's genius. Okay. So I haven't been utilizing that enough, but that is there. And then there's two pages for travel plans and it's very detailed between flights, hotels, transportation, food and drink, excursions, activities, um, where you're going, when, your flight details, your numbers, where you're staying, activities, places to see, places to eat. Like it doesn't get better than this. And then this girl's a very type A girl and she talks about that. She does have a TikTok. That's how I found her, but she made this and she constantly is giving you like good ways for cleaning and all that stuff. And it's just like game changing. Like there's so many amazing people on this earth that are so good at certain things. I'm so, so grateful for them because in certain things like organization that might come easy for people, it does not come easy for me unless I really work towards it, which is why I do work really hard on it. But spring cleaning checklist okay there's it's all written in it tells you exactly what to do in the kitchen living room weekly cleaning schedule you can make that based on the day of the week so you can kind of have a consistent schedule of what you're going to be doing that that week or whatever then there's a holiday gift list okay the name the budget the gift idea purchase how if you wrapped it or not like it's the best planner ever then for each month you got the whole monthly overview and then you got monthly goals your focus three goals the steps to get there um, and then this is actually kind of what I was just talking about. I couldn't find this page earlier when I was kind of coming up with the outline. But when you're having a planning session, you can divide it into six categories on things that you want to improve on, right? So these are the six. Career, mental, physical, financial, lifestyle, and relationships. So huge. I need to fill all my stuff out for this month, honestly. And it also has a monthly budget organizer. I'm obsessed with this planner. I, I truly am. You need it, but I can't wait to do that because that is, it has like everything on there. Monthly expenses for the month of this. Then you have a weekly overview for each week. You a place for you to write in your workout, today's menu so you can plan your meals so you don't have to think about them ahead of time. Then there's a page for a grocery list. And then January, your to-dos, the, week, the week's deadlines, a habit tracker um, to kind of build certain habits each month, which is so freaking cool. And then your top three priorities, and then each day you have an hourly schedule from 5 a.m. to 11 p.m. for you to do, which I know this girl who made this hasn't, um, I can't believe I'm taking so much time to explain this to you guys. I need to just move on. But basically, you have a daily to-do list, hourly stuff, and I know that most of them do not have um, that many hours in the day. She mentioned, she was like, most planners that I was trying to find like only had like 
six to nine or whatever. And basically it's the best planner ever and I love it. So I will link it below. <laughs> Clearly I'm very passionate about that though. Like I wouldn't just talk to you guys about that unless I was extremely passionate. But again, I kind of already talked to you about this, but just monthly goals. I think that monthly brainstorm sessions of your goals and what you want to accomplish this month are so important because small goals help you stay on track for your big goals. So it's just putting all that stuff in to make you get to the big goals that you want at the end of the year even. But so the course that I am taking, okay, buckle up for this, okay? I'm also extremely passionate about this, so I'm sorry to kind of chirp your ear off. But Sad to Savage is the name of the course by Shelby Sacco. So I'm not sure if you're familiar with her. If you're not, you need to look her up. I think she's the best thing I think the internet has ever seen at this point, to be honest. She teaches you the breakdown of how you form a habit, ways to reward yourself to make them like sustainable and to stick around so that it's not just something that comes and goes ways for you to actually achieve your dream life. Okay. For real. So in her course, she goes over six different things and it's all broken down into categories. I don't have it all laid out in front of me, but I truly recommend if you're looking for something and you really are serious about kind of getting your life in the right direction and you want a little bit more help or you want to learn a little bit more, I would recommend taking it. It is a little bit expensive, but she does have payment plans and stuff if you're looking for that. But, um, she teaches you how to form morning and nighttime routines. She teaches you how to change your habits. She teaches you how to form self-love habits and all that stuff too, so that you're more confident in that way, which we're going to go over here in just a second, but also um, how to kind of prioritize fitness and your health and eating 80 to 20% healthy and just kind of goes into more detail about certain things. A lot of it I felt like I knew, but like not to the extent that she does and her perspective on everything is really, really great. So for me, um, I did not actually like go to the classes every week, records them and you can watch them back at your convenience. So I'm unfortunately not on track with the rest of the class, but like I didn't really expect to be anyways. So it's not a huge deal. I have a couple more videos to watch and then I'm done with that, but it's just really good. I recommend it. And I think that she is going to make one that isn't a live thing that comes out every week. It would be just the downloadable version for you to just have. But the last thing that I'll say when it comes to just kind of planning your life out in the way that you want is to be selfish with your time when necessary and to set boundaries also. And that's really important because especially when you're trying to prioritize all of your time and kind of set these goals and kind of change your life, it, it isn't an easy thing to do and it takes a lot of self-discipline and everything. So if you're somebody who's easily distracted like me, where you have ADHD or whatever, it's hard for you to stay on track. So eliminate need for distractions or whatever, basically. So that is where it comes in with setting boundaries, putting your phone on do not disturb and not checking it for an hour or so. Just you've got to be selfish because it's at the end of the day, it is all about you. If you don't got you, who's got you? Essentially, it's good to be a little selfish, especially during the week is when I'm mainly talking about this to make sure that you are able to achieve your goals. If you find something's kind of distracting to you or getting in the way, whether it's like phone calls or you're on your phone too much in general, like, and you can't get off of it or people are trying to text you, just put it down. You know what I mean? It's not a big deal. You can always get back to your phone, but I know how hard it is to put it down sometimes. And the last thing we're going to go over in this category is creating routine. Routine is so stinking important. And I didn't realize how important it was until I felt like I was lacking it in certain areas of my life recently even. So as a dental hygienist, which is what I do for a career, I always kind of felt like I had my routine under control to an extent when I was content doing that only as my job, which now I'm looking into other things. But with that, I knew when I was getting up, I was going to bed, whatever. Like I, my whole, it was the same thing every day. So I kind of had a consistent schedule I could follow. 
Now, I am a temporary dental hygienist, so I work in a different office pretty much every day when I work. And the days that I work vary from week to week. Some days I work, or some weeks I work two days, some weeks I work three days, some weeks I work four days, some weeks I work one day. And they're all over the place and it's just hard to keep track of, especially if you're already kind of in a state of chaos in your mind and you're trying to figure everything out. There's a lot of really like cool things about what I do, but a lot of like things that for someone with ADHD, it's a little hard to find balance and a routine in moments like this. So that's one thing to keep into account, but also the fact I'm trying to do something else for a career as well, more entrepreneurial type stuff, which requires everything to fall back on me and being able to manage my time well and make the most of my time. It's very much so overwhelming and stressful recently for me because I'm like, shit, like, I don't know what to do with my time. Like how, when am I supposed to go to the gym? Oh my God. I go to the gym two different times depending on the day. And so basically I don't go to the gym at the same time every single day. So it's important to have routines in those situations. So I made two morning routines, one for on the mornings that I go to the gym in the morning. And then I have another morning routine I wrote out and these are taped to my wall currently um, that I will follow for when I go to the gym at night after work on the days that I work or whatever, because it, it kind of depends. I go to the gym with my friend Shelby. Sometimes I like to go to the gym in the morning. Sometimes we, we will go after work. It all kind of depends, but I'm okay with doing a little bit of a mix of both. I just got to have a routine set in place so that I can learn what my routine is and follow it so I can be my most productive. So setting routines like that, writing them down and hanging them up is huge for you to actually make sure that you are going to achieve those goals. Also, I made a nighttime routine that I hung up on my wall as well. So making sure that I have a good, consistent nighttime routine, because if you don't, it, and that's something I learned in my course, it's hard for you to have a good, successful morning routine if you're not getting to bed at a certain time because you're just wanting to sleep then because you're tired. So making sure I'm prioritizing at least seven hours to eight hours of sleep a night. That's currently a huge, huge thing that I'm doing. So basically creating a routine, something that feels good for you, but taking the time to write it out so that you have a little bit of something to fall back on, knowing when you wanna be working, knowing when you wanna work out or prioritize fitness, knowing when you wanna prioritize self-care or like going on a walk or taking a bath or skincare, all that stuff. It's kind of nice. You can wing it. And if you can wing it without being stressed, I think that's so cool. But for me, where I'm at in my life at the moment and with my career being kind of in two different places and just finding it hard for me to kind of have any sense of routine because everything's changed on me suddenly. It's very, 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 very nice. And it's helped me a lot recently to make these routines. If I leave what I spend my time with up to chance, I'm not going to be as productive as I could or should be, which is going to cause me to be unhappy with myself because then I feel like I can't get anything done. So I'm just trying to set myself up for success. And so the more you do that, you will be more confident in yourself. Number four, positive self-talk. So again, this one is not always easy and I am still working on this too. As everything, like I'm always working on stuff, you know what I mean? And I think that you always should be working on things, especially as you grow up. But this one can be hard because it can feel weird at first. So in general, I would recommend affirmations, which is I am statement. So I am successful. I am abundant. I am pretty. The whole thing around what I'm saying here is you want to make sure that you have good thoughts for your brain to believe about yourself. And let's say right now you don't believe those things. You want to be writing down and working on the parts of yourself that you 
need reminded of. Like, especially going through changes and stuff, it's hard for you to remember who you are all the time. So by doing I am statements, it's a nice little easy way for you to start your day reminding yourself of not only the qualities that you want to have and portray throughout the day, but also who you are. Because at the end of the day, you are all these things that you're saying. It's just your anxiety. It's just your mental health. It's just negative self-limiting beliefs that make you feel otherwise. So it's just working on how you view yourself and loving yourself. But you want to talk to yourself as you would a friend. So if you wouldn't say it to someone you love, you sure as hell aren't going to say it to yourself this year. Like that's not going to fly. I'm not letting it happen. We aren't talking to ourselves like, oh my God, you're the worst. Why would you do that? Why are you doing this? Like any type of thoughts. I don't know if you, if I think a lot of people will be able to relate to this. I personally can. I hope I don't sound nuts, but we all experience thoughts where we're not so nice to ourselves at certain times, some more than others. And it's all about changing those thoughts with positive ones. So not letting them work. Like you need to be talking to yourself, even in moments when you might be disappointed with how you're feeling or not being as productive as you want to be, but kind of being like, okay, it's all right. Like I'm trying my best. Like I'm doing what I can today and we will get done as much as we can. But if I need a break, I'm going to take it. Like speak to yourself as you would someone that you love, because that is the whole goal. We should love ourselves just as much as we love anyone else. You should be your biggest fan. But believing in yourself and complimenting yourself, it can feel fake at first, like I said, but I promise it works. Like at first, it might even make you cry. Truthfully, if you've been through some stuff and you haven't told yourself the nice things that you've so desperately needed to hear for so long, or you've kind of went through some stuff, tell yourself the things that you need. Like you need to know that you are loved and you are worthy and you are worth it and you are abundant and you are beautiful and you are... You know what I mean? Making the best out of everything. I am great at talking to others. I am outgoing. I am a light in this world. Whatever you want to say to yourself, to remind yourself, I am strong, whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever it is that you want to think about yourself, saying them in I am statements, making them past tense. So you already are these things because your brain can't differentiate between something that you want versus something that is. So you need to put it in I am statements so that your brain is like, oh, this is me. And the more that you write it and the more that you reiterate it in your brain, your mind is going to be like, oh, wait, like you're going to notice that you start acting the way that you've been conditioning your mind to think which is healthy and good and amazing and I highly 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 suggest it I recommend even for this um to put affirmations somewhere in your house where you see them so that you can make them a part of your routine naturally so like for me I do have a bunch of affirmations that I framed in my bathroom that I just have in there so that I can see like when I see it I will look in the mirror and say those things and it's good. Everyone, everyone needs to be kind of telling themselves those things. It's very, very important to look at yourself in a light in that way. Even if you're doing well, like it's always a time for affirmations, not just when you're struggling. Like you always need to be your biggest fan and hyping yourself up and showing yourself that you can do those things. So I feel like I sound like a life coach right now, but you get the point. <laughs> but when you are feeling insecure, again, you want to comfort yourself as you would a friend. Being rude to yourself constantly is just going to plummet your mental health and make you feel even worse. So you just need to be careful of how you're talking to yourself, even in those moments, because when you're upset is when you need to be nice to yourself the most. Another um, tip, actually, this is from the course I'm taking by Shelby. This might sound really weird. Okay, it's going to sound really weird because I went the first time I saw her doing it. I was kind of like, all right, but like, no, it's really, really, really cool, actually. So 
Talking to yourself in the mirror with your affirmations is kind of what you'd be doing, which is kind of what I mentioned already, but like nightly chats with yourself. So literally looking in the mirror every single night and saying like, hey, like you did so much today. Like I'm really proud of you. Like you went, oh my God, like this, you did this today. Like this was going on. Having a conversation with yourself doesn't make you crazy. It really doesn't. You should feel comfortable talking to yourself. It's not weird. Um, But by doing that and looking in the mirror, you're taking that you time to reflect on your day with yourself, which is pretty cool because then it's kind of helping you process it in a different way and it's getting it all out of your brain and like putting it right in front of you. So let's say you were stressed out about stuff. Like maybe you had a weird, maybe something happened that made you anxious. You can say it and be like, oh, this happened. Like, even though that happened, like, it's all right. Like tomorrow's going to be better. Like whatever. Talking to yourself in a nice way. And I don't do this enough, um, but it's something that I do want to start doing. Basically just talking out to out loud to yourself in general is extremely therapeutic. And in moments for me, when I like can't figure out what I'm doing or I am really stressed out about something, I will be like, Michaela, relax. Things are fine. They're not what you're making them out to be right now. You need to calm down. You know what I mean? Or whatever. Talking to yourself in any way like this is normal. And it's a good way to kind of ground yourself and get yourself out of your head. Cause it's very, very easy to live in your head. If you let yourself, she also will hug herself. So basically your body cannot differentiate between somebody else touching you and you touching you which is something I learned in a lot of studies. So like you holding your hand, your body can't process, like your brain doesn't know if that's someone else or you. You know what I mean? So it's comforting in the same way as you hugging yourself almost. So as I hug myself talking to you about this, but you got to look her up because like it might sound really weird the way that I'm explaining this to you, but like it's so normal and natural. And like I commend her for teaching these awesome habits. And I just like want to share anything that's helped me in my life with you guys because I'm so passionate about all of this stuff. And lastly on this, I would say if you want something from someone, you need to give it to yourself first. If you want love from someone, you need to be loving yourself. If you want flowers from someone, you wish someone's getting you flowers, buy them for yourself. Like you don't need someone else right away. Like buy yourself flowers. Are you kidding me? You want to go on dates? Take yourself on a really cool date. Go to a restaurant. I need to do this actually. I haven't done that yet. But in general, take yourself out. You can do that. It's just self-limiting thoughts that make you feel like that's weird for some reason. But I find the most confident people do things alone. And I love doing stuff alone. Like in general, like I know people go to the movies alone. I want to be one of those people. I want to go to the movies by myself. I want to see what that's like. Like what a vibe. But to break this down into categories, basically, quality time. Um, So we're going to talk about love languages really quick just because I think that we all kind of want certain things that fall under these categories from people, but you can be giving them to yourself as well. So quality time, if you want that with someone, have some quality time with yourself, either at home, have a date night with yourself, like make yourself a nice dinner, take yourself out on a nice date, go to the movies by yourself. Like I just said, acts of service, keeping promises to yourself would be one of these. So when you're with someone, you're in a relationship, you want them to keep promises to you that they make. And so for instance, just kind of doing that. If you want someone to do that for you, you're doing it. Cleaning. Someone someone does the dishes for you or something and you think that that's awesome. Like do that for yourself first. Show yourself what it feels like when you're able to step up for yourself in that way. Making yourself a nice breakfast. If you would take the time to make a nice breakfast for somebody else, I really, really, really hope that you're doing that for yourself too. Because I can tell you, I have caught myself a couple of times when I'm like, damn, 
Like, I, why am I not taking the time every morning to make myself a nice breakfast? Like, I'm always eating on the road. Like, why am I not factoring in enough time for me to have a nice breakfast in the morning? You know what I mean? So just little things like that, just trying to work on those. Words of affirmation. If you want that from someone, which is something I'm big on, just knowing where, you know what I mean, how people feel in general. or just, I think it, it's nice when someone uplifts you with words. But basically compliments. Give that to yourself. Reassure yourself. Kind of hype yourself up. That's the same type of thing. If you want gifts or if that's something that you enjoy or whatever, you want flowers, like I said, get yourself flowers. Um, go get your nails done. Get yourself a massage. Like you can do these things for yourself too. And then physical touch, you know, whatever. Basically, like I just said, you, I don't know. That one's kind of a weird one for me to try to say, but petting an animal or something, I don't know. Even when you are anxious, this is kind of a random side note. Most of the time, if you're anxious, you will feel that in your body somewhere, whether that's in your chest, whether that's in your throat, you'll kind of feel it. And if you put your hand on that area, it does help ease that up. And that's something I've learned in the past year too. So next time, if you're ever feeling stressed or you're feeling tension in your body in a certain area, just touch it. It really helps self-soothe you in that way. So obviously there's a difference. If you want a relationship, you want a relationship. But the whole point of that is to kind of show yourself that you can have all of the things that you want, even without someone and taking the time to do it for yourself and just positive self-talk overall is definitely going to help your confidence because the more you say something to yourself, the more your brain believes it. Number five, changing your mindset. So you're going to change and replace and redirect any negative thoughts that you're having to positive thoughts. So an example, you can't focus or like if you said to yourself, I can't focus or get anything done. Oh my God. Like I can't do anything. You're going to redirect that with, I can do anything I set my mind to. Like I can do anything. I am focused and I stay on track easily. That is another example on things to think about. Let's say you're thinking something like, oh my goodness, like you just got to, you got to take whatever negative thought that you're having and flip it with the opposite. Because the more you do that, you're like, wait a second, you know, I, I can do these things. I am, I am extremely outgoing. You know what I mean? I am friendly. I am like, just the more you kind of do that, it does take work. I'm not going to act like it doesn't, but the more that you do it, you will notice it comes much easier. It's all through repetition and you're kind of reconditioning your brain, honestly, which is a hard thing to do, but extremely worth it. I really believe when I say that like it's all a mindset, like everything that you're dealing with, whether it's anxiety and I'm not I'm not trying to belittle that. Believe me, I have been there. I understand how hard it can be. But just to give you a different perspective, your anxiety is all learned behavior through mindsets and your mind is always looking for things and signs to confirm your subconscious beliefs. So if you think no one likes you, you're going to seek the worst in people and you're going to notice all the ways to confirm the beliefs that, you know what I mean? That people are awful and you don't like the more you look, the more you tell yourself something, the more you're going to see it everywhere. If you wake up and you're like, today's going to suck. I'm going to have an awful day today. You're going to see everything that's going to show you why the day might not be great. But if you wake up and think like, today's going to be a great day. Like I'm going to find the good in everything today. You're going to see all the little good moments that your brain might have overlooked to see the bad if you were looking from the other perspective, if that makes sense. So the opposite of the first one I said, if you think you're likable and you look for the best in people, you again, you're going to find the evidence to confirm those thoughts. So if you are thinking about yourself in a positive light, like I can do anything, like I am friendly, I am great at connecting with others, you're going to see that come to life. 
So the more you tell yourself the things that you want to be and the person that you want to be and the things that you want to do and succeed, they are going to happen. In general, these thoughts can really make or break your day. And it's something I've struggled with for a long time. If you allow thoughts to just have too much freaking time, like if thoughts should not stay in your mind for as long as I've let some thoughts stay in my mind. So especially if they're negative ones, just think about how ugly it can look up there. If you allow the wrong thoughts to overstay their welcome, you got to learn to, if you're having a thought, let's say you're really embarrassed about something that happened. You literally just got to let it go. Like, and it sounds easier said than done, but like you understand the thought, you see the thought, there's literally nothing you can do to change it. It's in the past. Let it go. They're not thinking about it anymore. You don't need to like, why are you putting yourself through that? So just from experience, these are little things that have helped me. Another thing, so one book in general that has really, really changed my life, just the way that, um, just the way that I view people and situations and just things that if it's hard for me to forget about certain things or whatever, these are four things to live by and it's called The Four Agreements. So this book is so good. I highly recommend it. It is on Amazon and I have the four written down here. So first one is be impeccable with your word. So making sure that you're not talking negatively about anything. It could be even a dip somebody makes. Trying not to say, oh, this dip is awful. Because when you say something like that, you're putting it out into the world. And then other people that hear that are already going to have that belief and think, you know, this dip might suck. So by you not saying that and just kind of bringing more positivity to it or not saying that, you know what I mean? Maybe just like keeping it to yourself. Someone else might've loved that dip. But since you said that about the dip, it caused them to change their perspective before they even had a chance to try it for themselves. That's one example of the be impeccable with your word. Also, it's just to say to not talk about others negatively, to just be impeccable, be honorable with the things that you say and the things that come out of your mouth. Number two, don't take anything personally. Genuinely, I've never heard anything better in my entire life. Nothing's personal. So if someone's treating you poorly, someone's not showing up for you, someone's being this way or that way, someone, you know what I mean? None of it's personal. You're a great person doing great things. Nothing that's happening to you in your day-to-day is personal. Every single person is projecting at the end of the day. Number three, don't make assumptions. So don't jump to conclusions, even if you want to. We don't make assumptions. We just kind of form our own opinions based on the things that we know to be true. So not making assumptions. Number four, always doing your best. Basically saying some days doing your best is looks different than other days. Some days it might be making your bed and going to work and coming home and laying down. And that's the best you could do. Other days it might be getting everything done on your to-do list. Like it isn't always the same. Healing is not linear. Getting your mind to where you want to go is not an easy thing, but these are all very, very, very amazing things that I honestly still look back on and try to incorporate anytime I'm struggling. So definitely check out that book, but I live by those. And also the last thing I want to talk about in this particular one is do not give a microphone to your anxieties or negative thoughts. You want to unplug the mic from the amp. If you get my point. Okay. I made that up, but basically you give yourself a microphone to your anxieties. They are freaking singing the whole freaking show. You're at a concert. Okay. Of complete crap that you don't want to be hearing. You want to unplug that freaking mic from the amp and redirect it with those positive thoughts. Because the second you do that, you hold all the power. And you really can. I really, really, really believe this when I say it, that you can do all the things that your mind tells you that you can't do. So really just working on your mindset in that way and looking at everything through a more positive lens. 
Also, this is just a random thing I wrote down that I wanted to mention that nobody cares about you as much as you think they do. So if you get anxious about certain things or it's hard for you to force yourself out of your comfort zone because you're afraid of what other people think about you, maybe nobody cares about you like you think. Like everybody is thinking about themselves the way that you are thinking that they're thinking about you. The way you're thinking about you, they are thinking about them, you know? So just remember that when you're going into a workout class and maybe you're anxious of going somewhere new where you don't know anyone. Nobody cares about you like that. And it's not to be rude or insensitive. It's just that everybody's kind of focused on themselves the way that you're focused on yourself as well. And if they do care about you and they are being a little ridiculous, that is a personal issue with them. Okay. And then you don't have to even keep them in your life anymore. And again, you wouldn't take that personally. Let's say if it's someone random, we don't care. Like nothing's personal. I really feel like I need to do like an entire episode on mindset and like anxieties and whatever. So whatever you guys want to hear again, let me know. But I just feel like I could talk about this forever. And, but basically I am kind of telling you like the main bullet points of things that have really changed my life, but a couple things that can help you in the category of wanting to change your mindset would be meditating. I think meditating is really cool. It's something that's hard to do, especially for somebody who has ADHD like me, where it's hard to sit still sometimes, or, um, just allow your brain to rest. And cause I always feel like I need to be doing something on the go almost, so it, by meditating, it just helps calm your mind and helps a lot with ADHD I found so I can control my focus and my thoughts better throughout the day. So I'm trying to get in the routine of doing meditate, like a meditation, like listening to it on the way to the gym in the morning, or even just listening to a meditation before I go to work, if I work out at night or whatever. So a couple apps that I've used is open abide. Abide is one that's like a Christian mix of it. So it incorporates, um, like God and like Christianity and stuff. So if that's not your thing, just letting you know ahead of time, but that is one I haven't fully gone into that one yet, but I need to look at that one more. There's also another one I use. I can't remember the name right now. The name of the one that I used at least like, I would say like 12 times is called balance and I like it, but I don't know if I care if I like it enough to continue using it. It's okay. But like, it's trying to make me meditate for 15 minutes. And that's just like, I barely have time to meditate for 10. So I think it's just too long. So, but balance is cool. One that I heard a lot of good things about is called superhuman. So I really want to try that one out and I'll let you guys know what I think. But apparently there's ones that you can do on that app in particular where you don't have to be like fully chilling, like with your eyes shut or whatever, or just like being still, you can be driving or you could be walking. And for me, I think it would be easier to incorporate my routine if I can do it while I'm doing something else. And one other thing when it comes to meditating, there's something called Pure Vita Wellness Experience on Spotify. Randomly came across that one time. It's some person that basically posts like daily meditations like I would a podcast. They have like a whole page and I really liked it. So I highly recommend checking them out on Spotify. That's free. And then lastly, I'm very excited to talk to you about this, listening to podcasts and audiobooks. This is huge. Okay. Freaking huge. What I'm about to tell you is like a huge part of who I am as a person. Okay. And all these podcasts I'm about to tell you are things that have helped me in some way. So my favorites are at the top. Sad to Savage. I've listened to every episode. It is the girl that I'm taking her course, Shelby Sacco. Love you, Shelby. You are the freaking best. I love her so much. Um, number two is the Moments Podcast. Love that one. That's by Lexi Hidalgo. Do You Fucking Mind is the name of one by Alexander Fernand- Alexandra Fernandez. 
Straight Up with Trent Shelton, amazing motivational podcast where he is constantly talking out of like the goodness of his heart. He is a Christian man who used to play for the NFL. Love him. He's the best. Do you fucking mind, by the way? is by by Alexis Hernandez. She goes over so many things from like green flags and dating, red flags and dating, how to stop cock blocking yourself from being your best self. Like so many really, really, really good things. I'm obsessed with her podcast. I would say it's probably my favorite one. She hasn't came out with a new one in a long time, but I love her podcast. Honestly, I would say Sad to Savage is probably my favorite one, but that one's definitely up there. And then the Ed Milet show is one I've gotten into more recently. He, I don't know his whole story. I'd have to figure it out, but I know that he is the man that wrote the book, The Power of One More, which is so crazy. And I can talk to you guys about that if you want, but essentially to sum it up, meaning that like looking at each day as if it's your last one. So like, let's say you don't want to go to work. You walk into work saying like, all right, one more. This is my last one. How would you treat it if it was your last one? You would treat it totally different than you would if it was just any other, you know what I mean, monotonous thing that you've done a million times. By looking at it as one more, it's making yourself be more present and take advantage of that situation and to kind of do your best, basically. So I love that so much. He has a million people on that are like famous people, interviews, super interesting. And I just really always get a lot out of his Fun on weekdays with Jenna Palak, love. Um, this one's called Unfuck Your Relationship. Sorry about all the swearing, but this is the name of the, the podcast. Um, this one's really good. I found that on the way um, back to Texas from Pennsylvania over Christmas. And it, it really went over like attachment styles that we have. And like, it's really cool. I think that you could learn a lot about yourself about you and relationships even with that one. And then another one is called Hot Girl Energy with Kaylee Stewart, Date Yourself Instead, The Skinny Confidential, and TED Talks. TED Talks. And you can listen to those on YouTube too. But TED Talks are awesome. I want to start listening to more just because they're so good. All right. And the last bullet point for how to become your most confident self is to be delusional. So by believing that you can have all the things that you want and do all the things that you want, you will. Firm believer of that. You gotta believe in yourself and you've got to be delusional to a certain point because if you look at everything with so much realism, you know what I mean? And you gotta have a little bit of delusion in you to succeed to the extent that you can. You don't wanna cap yourself off. You want to succeed crazy stuff, right? So if you let your self limiting beliefs tell you that it won't work out for you, if you let your self-limiting beliefs tell you it won't work out for you in some way and whatever you're thinking about, without changing that thought, you're going to believe that, making it not as likely for you to attract the things that you want in your life because you have this limiting belief around it that you can't have it. When in reality, you can have anything. Like you can literally do all the things that your mind tells you that you can't do. You can do so much. You just have to believe in yourself and you have to believe that you are capable of all that stuff. So this all goes hand in hand. The positive self-talk all really goes hand in hand with this too. But the whole point is what you focus on grows. All of it. So be a little delusional. Believe that you can do some crazy stuff and you'd be surprised on what would happen, I think. And I'm really working on that too because I always used to be that way, I think subconsciously. And then once I moved here, I stopped a little bit. I, fi- I think I kind of got shot down a couple notches um, pretty much. But that is me. I always have believed like I can do that. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm saying I'm doing this. I can do it. So you just got to believe in yourself. I hope you guys love that. I was very, very excited to do that today after I made the outline. I was like, this is going to be such a good one. And I needed to hear all these things that 
so many points in the past two years. So, and honestly, the main reason I was able to get out of those ruts and find a better perspective is all through people that I found and perspectives that I found through self-help books or podcasts or whatever. So I highly, highly, highly recommend kind of taking this stuff that I said and applying it to your life. And I think that you would have a lot of positive changes and I would love to hear about them if you do notice changes that you're having. I just want you to be the best version of yourself You know, that's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help you in any way that I can while also helping myself. But so a little life update. I am back in Austin, Texas. I went home for the holidays for two weeks and pretty much it was like two weeks. I went home from, I left, I don't even know when I left. I honestly don't remember. I think I got in on like the 18th or the 19th and I left on, it wasn't a week. I don't even know what I'm talking about. I went home for Christmas, um, like the December 18th or so to like the 26th. First thing in the morning I left to drive back. I had two drives in the car for like 23 hours or more with just me and my dog, with just me and my dog. So very long drives, but we did it. It's really not as bad as people make it out to be. It's kind of liberating to do drives like that, but basically I survived. Things were good. I did start to get a little sick the day before Christmas. Um, I was just noticing like I had a cough and I just started to feel a little crappy, but everybody basically had a cold. So we all kind of got that cold. So I had to drive back to Texas experiencing those cold symptoms, which was not cool. But I also didn't feel like completely sick or anything. Like I felt fine. I just was experienced like a lot of coughing. So I got back to Texas and had one day here and then immediately basically went to New Orleans And then I was in New Orleans for my friend Kayla's 30th birthday, which was so much freaking fun. New Orleans is really cool. Everybody's really nice there. Their architecture, I I keep saying this because like it really, it really made an impression on me. But I haven't been out of the country or anything, but the architecture there looks very European. So it makes you kind of feel like you're in a different country, which was cool. But obviously, if you know anything about New Orleans, it's because of the French and all that stuff. So we did go on a tour in the pouring rain. They have the best freaking street dogs ever. If you are in New Orleans, please get a freaking glizzy. Okay, get a hot dog. Get a hot dog from one of those like guys on the corner. I loved it so much. The guy was like, all right. I was like making the hot dog with him. He's like, how much ketchup? how much, um, he's like, tell me when for like all of them. I was like, I love this man. Like, I'm like, absolutely. Thank you so much. So very big dogs, a lot of extremely large frozen drinks. My favorite thing ever, it left such a lasting impression on me was a place called Tropical Isle. They have these shark drinks. Okay. And if you follow me on Instagram, you might've saw it, but they have these drinks where it's a shark attack. It's so freaking cool. Okay. I saw my friend Lauren got them whenever she was in New Orleans. And I was like, what is that? I need that. I was like, where can I get the shark attack? So basically it's a drink with a like little alligator in there, like a little fake alligator. And then they ring the bell. Like it's a huge thing in this bar. They ring the bell and then they throw these fake like bathtub looking sharks in your drink. And whatever they do causes like it to look like bloods everywhere in the drink. It looks like a shark attack. Delicious. They taste like a cherry slushy. Loved them. I think I had three of those. I had at least three of those drinks. They were so good. And I mainly kept getting them just so that they would do the whole like theatrical experience for me. Ringing the bell and throwing, they kept throwing ice on you. Really fun. So that was one thing. There's another place there called Daisy Dukes, which is kind of hilarious because they will... They have like the best deals. You can get like buy one, get one free mimosas and Bloody Marys and freaking hurricanes. I'm like, what's going on? Like, this is a freaking, it is a tourist location for people who are just trying to get drunk. Okay. It's pretty amazing. But 
So the drink deals were really cool. We went there twice on this trip of like four days. We went there two different times because we were like, oh my God, their chili cheese fries are so good. And like, we, we just all were being ridiculous. So we went there again. It was super close to our hotel. They one have the best freaking servers ever. They're all so nice. They're treating us like family. The woman that was our server once literally walked us out and hugged me goodbye. I was like, what is going on here? I'm like, I didn't even realize that you cared about me like that. But like, thanks. That's, that's wonderful. So they did a shot deal, which we didn't even ask for. Okay. This man knew what he was doing. He was very funny. He came over and was like, all right, guys, we're doing shots. And we were like, no. And he's like, no. And he's like, well, we have this shot deal. And he's like, the first shot is $6. The second shot is $3. The third shot is $1. And the last shot is free. So there's four shots that keep going down in price. So we did take all of those shots, pretty much held at gunpoint at this. Like we were done on the third one. And he was like, you got to take the free one. I was like, we do have to take the free one. That would be absolutely absurd of us to pass up that one. And so, yeah, basically hilarious. If you're ever there, definitely go to Daisy Dukes. It's, it's a lot of fun. But other than that, I am back in Texas trying to get my life in order. Like I mentioned, trying to get my morning and nighttime routine under control is my main thing. Trying to get my daily schedule and routine under control. Trying to figure out how to balance where I want my life to go, where I want my career to go. Because I know that I need to be coming up with something soon to get me out of doing dental hygiene as much as I currently have to do it. Because obviously your girl needs money and dental hygiene definitely supplies that. But it kind of drains my happiness at the same time. So I do like it, but in smaller doses, I just feel like that career is no longer serving me. So that's kind of where I'm at and I'm ready to see what's next and I'm ready to figure out how to financially make it something that's consistent so I can sustain that and feel comfortable living basically. So that's what I'm working on. Things are good. Marshall's birthday was on January 4th. He turned five, my little fur van. My little fur baby. But other than that, that's basically it. I'm just very excited to be back in Austin for a few weeks. I do go to Florida. I do go to Florida. At the end of January for just a few days with Abby and her family, her mom retired at the end of December. So she worked for 34 years or 35 years, I think. So she got a house in Florida for how many days that she worked as a superintendent. So Mickey Dutro, shout out. I love you so much, literally so much. And I cannot wait to see you in Florida. If you're listening, I don't know if, 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 if she was listening, I don't think she would have made it this far in to be honest, but basically I will be in Florida. We're going to go to Disney, to Hollywood studios. We're going to go to universal one day. I talked to Abby into that. I was like, can we please go to universal? That's all I've been wanting to do literally since my birthday in, two, in 2021. I, I mean, I've been wanting to go since I went last, which was in 2015. And I know they've added a lot of new parks and stuff. So if there's anything that you really, really like from Universal, please DM me on Instagram and let me know so I can make sure I do it. But it's just going to be me and Abby. Maybe like other people in her family will come, but I think it might just be me and her taking on Universal together that day. And then Disney stuff. And then we'll be at the house, which is super cool. Um, just at the pool hanging out. So that is my only other travel plan currently that I have, which I'm kind of happy about because I kind of just want to like park my caboose in Austin, Texas and like not go anywhere for like five months, you know? So I hope you guys are all having a great new year. I hope you're kickstarting it off the right way. And I hope you guys love this episode and I hope that you can apply it to the rest of your year. My mental health tip would just be plan your goals for the year, which I need to do too. That's on my to-do list this weekend. So sit down and plan out the things that you want to do 
2023 and kind of execute ways to make that happen for yourself. And I love you. Let me know what your stuff is. Let me know your goals. If you want to DM me, DM me. And if there's anything again that you want to hear on the podcast, DM me on my Instagram, any of them. I hope you guys all have a great start to your week. I know it's Monday when this is coming out. So I hope you have a great Monday and I love you so much. Thanks for listening to the pod. I will see you next Monday.